Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. Welcome back to Pit Stop. The guest this episode is Chris Mead, one half of the brothers who co-founded CrossNet, a experiential volleyball meets Foursquare type of game that you can play year-round, whether you're an amateur athlete like myself. And by amateur athlete, I mean someone who likes to get up from eating burritos on the beach once in a while to feel like I'm doing something physical. Or if you're an actual athlete, it's a great way to practice clients and customers across the range of 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 skill levels. And what we're going to be talking about is going into retail. Now we're both e-commerce entrepreneurs. We got our start on e-commerce, but we've both gone into retail and it's something that a lot of people are talking about, maybe almost flirting with the ideas a little bit, but we're going to go over a fast fix. What do you need to do? Something that I wish I had done before going into retail. What is some quick money things to consider before or just low hanging fruit of going into retail and then sharing our, our expert insights where if we were to if a brand came on and said, hey, we want to get into Walmart, we want to get into Target, we want to get into 10,000 stores across the world, what would you do? So Chris, let me know what I left out in my introduction of you and CrossNet and welcome to the garage. I appreciate it, man. Uh, intro was spot on. So it's been pretty, pretty crazy to see how quick CrossNet's grown. We started this back in 2017. My brother, uh, myself and our like our childhood best friend, Mike. So yeah, we invented the world's first four-way volleyball net start selling on e-commerce. And then uh, the, the ultimate goal was that we always knew it was a product that would sell in stores. It was mm -hmm. like we're 24 or now we're 28. Like how the hell do we break down those do doors and get people to actually talk to us? So yeah, it's been a fun journey. That's, that's awesome. And I, I love seeing, seeing your growth. And I mean, you're not shy about posting some of the tribulations of being a business owner and dealing with PayPal, having a hundred grand locked up oh, yeah. in, and it's like, when you go to retail, you don't get paid as the orders come in. You need to give them that inventory for up to 90 days before you get paid. Yeah. So the, having that 100K goes a long way because it's tied up for, for so long there. Exactly. Yeah. And people don't realize that with the payment terms, like going to your point, like that's one of the first things you need to consider when getting into big boxes. Do you have the free flow cash to not only produce this inventory, but then to ship the inventory and then have to market it to sell it, right? And then like, mm -hmm. how is your business surviving until you actually get paid? Yeah. And it's big box or retail is a channel. It's like launching your Shopify store where you don't just buy the inventory and launch a website. Well, you have to have some money for marketing or promotions or returns. It's not a straight one-to-one -one sell a unit to, or sell, put $1 and get a dollar out. It's just drawn out over a longer period of time, which, which is a great segue into sort of the first the first area, Chris, what's the fast fix that you would do differently in hindsight? Or maybe if you, you heard I was going into retail and you were just like, Lucas, man, don't, don't make the same mistake <laughs> I did. It costs us a, if you thought PayPal holding on to hundred K was bad, this is even worse. So what's the first thing that you would just say to anyone who's contemplating uh, going into retail to fix? I was naive when I was younger and started the company thinking, oh, I'll figure out how we're going to ship all the purchase orders, how we're going to do all the logistics before we actually had like a supply chain manager, right? 
It usually was just, oh, we wake up, we ship the Shopify orders, no problem. It's a different story when Walmart comes down or Dick's comes down and they want 5,000 units shipped out within 72 hours, you know? So um, <laughs> we had to, we hired a global supply chain manager, but I think the reason why we got there was because the, the specific, like how specific they are and how they want their packages shipped. Uh, I'll give you like a little funny sto- anecdote from Dick's. Um, we were shipping their packages, no problem. They were getting them. But the labels that we put on the boxes were not in the right location for them. They then hit us with an $18,000 chargeback because oh, the labels no. were on the right side of the box instead of the left. And that was what we should have read on page 75 of the 197-page uh, manual. You know, And they're like, oh, you didn't read that on page 75? I'm like, no, I didn't get to page 75. The manual's just like the most boring thing ever to read, but it's so, (laughs) it's so important. So like just little nitty pick stuff like that could end up costing you like so much of your margin. So having a logistics person in place, somebody to really oversee exactly how these units need to be shipped uh, is definitely a big mistake we we made. Oh, and it's just uh, like, if the only thing worse than putting up a goose egg or getting no sales is having to give money back, mm-hmm. that just like 18 grand, like that buys a car. Yep. That's a lot of money. Like exactly. if, if you, when you're first starting out, if you do, when you were first starting out, if you said you was $18,000 worth of cross nets in a month, you'd be thrilled yeah, you'd be exactly. over the moon. And then to be, have to give that back because the labels were on the wrong side. And it's, you, you always see those funny memes of they knew where they put the sticker over the person's face on the packaging. It's not that they knew it's just, that's where the sticker goes. And the people who designed the packaging didn't know that that's where the sticker goes. It's crazy. Really, really petty stuff when you get to those level, but it's also a blessing like to be at the point where 18 grand is just a, a learning lesson. But back in the day that that would, that would have crippled my business back in the day, similar to my post about PayPal. Yeah. Well, it's like you, you finally get to this point. And you don't really have enough wiggle room for plan B because it's like, okay, we're going to get in and then we'll figure it out. How hard can it be? And it's just, you make those costly errors, man. Oh, that's my heart's still wrenching after, after hearing that. So let's, let's change gears a little bit and go on a much more positive note. Mm -hmm. So in terms of free money, when it goes into retail, what's the, what would you recommend people do? And maybe it's do a promo that they're not really familiar with you hinted this to before of, of marketing and if somebody doesn't necessarily know end caps or flyer promos there are costs associated with all of those it's all pay to play what would you say is where can people find that that quick money what's a good investment when going into to retail to get that sell through and hopefully get more purchase orders coming in yeah so for us we, we kind of have just kind of acquired this approach but it typically was we spend all of our money on the Facebook ads, right? And the the paid media. And we think that that moves units at the wholesale, like it has this halo effect. Uh, but what we're starting to do now is allocate a percentage of the purchase order directly to that store. So what I mean like that is like, let's just say Dix gives us a $100,000 purchase order. We'll allocate say 10% of that directly to Dix marketing. So we're going to push those units in Dix to make sure Dix moves them and we'll get a rebuy from Dix hopefully in a few months. So what we'll do is we'll actually drop uh, geo-targeted specific ads in the cities that Dix, like the retail stores are in to see if we actually get lift. And then also this uh, this spring, what we're going to be doing is doing um, actual like out-of-home marketing. So billboards, like even inside the parking lots of these retail stores, 
we're going to be like, yo, you're in the parking lot now. There'll be a cross net display, like on a, on a flagpole or whatever. You're like, oh, get your cross net now when you walk inside. So doing small stuff like that's going to be really cool. Oh, I love that. And th- this is where the sort of creative marketer without a budget in me starts to go wild. Cause I'm thinking, well, I know what billboards can cost. What would it cost to just get like a flatbed trailer and set up a cross net uh, e- experience just on that and just leave that in the parking lot. So everyone who walks into Dick's has to walk yeah. by it. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And it's crazy that you, you start to think of that and all of a sudden you do the math and it's, it's doable. It fits within that 10% budget. Mm-hmm. And and Dix likes it because that's what the employees see. So then when people say, oh, I need something new, um, what do you recommend? They think, oh, the crossnet's fun. Did you see the big truck parked outside? Did you see the giant billboard right there? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, And then also like at the store level, not being scared to work with the buyers directly. So even if it's not like you don't have the margins to run sales, like we did a, a discount with some stores where it's like a week long, they have the best pricing. It really helps to move units, but also asking, how can we collaborate together as like, you're the buyer at the store, I'm the founder, like, what can we do to get creative? So whether it's like blowing up in store, like photos of the cross nets, we're actually making mini cross nets right now that are like two feet by two feet. They'll like look like a mini prototype. So customers can actually see what it looks like when it's up uh, and really get a better feel for it. So that's going to be in a lot of stores soon. So I'm pumped for that. Well, that's really cool. Especially it's when you're so far removed from customers, you don't want people opening it up to see what it looks like and everything else, because that's, you're on the hook for that inventory. People, I don't think people necessarily realize that, but every time I walk through a store and I just see inventory that's been taken apart, I'm just, I cry for the the brand that's worked so hard to get their inventory in. And then it's, you just have someone kind of thumb through it. And that's, that's a unit that's now not that sellable. Yep. And you might even get charged back on it on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, the retailer doesn't care. Depending on the retailer, it's you. You opened up one unit, saw how good it, what it was like, decided to buy it. So you take the unopened one now because you're getting it as a gift, yep. and you essentially cost that business two units. Yeah, so crazy. Awesome. Let's take a quick break and then dive into our expert insight of uh, lessons we've both learned from navigating big box retail. I've chatted with thousands of brand owners, marketers, founders, and not one has ever said they wanted to offer worse customer experiences. And a big part of that is your support help desk, which is why I am pleased to announce I'm partnering up with Gorgeous. You might know me from them. You know I'm a big believer in Gorgeous and that they really are the number one help desk for e-commerce. It helps you get close to your customers, keep them happy, and you can even support them as they purchase. Head to gorgeous.com as a listener, mention my name, and you get not one but two months for free to transition your team over to Gorgeous and get ready for the biggest holiday season yet. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today. 